Welcome to Heart of the Enneagram. I'm Chris Copeland. And I'm Sandra Smith. And we invite you to take a courageous and loving look at what is. And it's no accident we decided to call this podcast and our companion book Heart of the Enneagram because, as you say, Sandra, we want to come invite people into a place of open heart. And also we think of this work as right at the heart of what the Enneagram is. So Sandra, here we are in Winston-Salem. Our alma mater wake for us to record our final episode of this series. That's right, episode 22. It's been quite a journey that we started more than a year ago, Sandra. It was maybe January of 2017. We first had a conversation about creating this Heart of the Enneagram podcast. Right. And I said, Chris, how do you spell podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have certainly learned a lot in terms of not only about how to do the podcast and and all the logistics, but we've learned a lot about the Enneagram, a lot about our guests. We've listened to our guests and we've certainly learned a lot about each other, which has been great too. It's been a lot of fun, this endeavor, quite an adventure. And the response has been startling to me. It really has. You know, in the first episode we released in March of this year, in 2018, and since then, we have had over 30,000 downloads of these 22, 21, 22 episodes, which is just phenomenal. And we've gotten such great feedback by email, phone calls, just friends telling us what each of the episodes have meant to them. Yeah, I have a, a friend and a colleague who leads with type six, and she just recently told me she heard the six episode of the Spiritual Dimensions with Debbie Horton. And she said she had tears in her eyes, mm-hmm. particularly as Debbie talked about her image of the divine. It was really meaningful for her. These really have touched a lot of hearts, including ours. I've gotten a couple emails from friends in different cities, New Orleans and Birmingham and Brevard, saying that uh, they have a women's group that are now using the podcast and the companion book to take their conversations in the circle deeper. That's wonderful. I mean, there are so many ways folks have and will continue to use this podcast and our companion book to grow personally and spiritually. Yes. So this final episode is really a way that we can recapture some of those poignant moments during uh, this adventure that have enlightened us, offered insights about the dilemmas of each of the nine types, as well as the gifts, the paths to growth Uh, and freedom from our own self-limiting patterns. Absolutely. And one of the ones that I I love, one of my favorite episodes, was Drew Jones. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was our type three in the habits and patterns and uh, working for Climate Interactive. And I loved uh, particularly his line about uh, not being able to pin a medal in the wind, which I think people love that line. But there's another piece of that episode which was really meaningful to me. Yes, those threes can suppress emotion for performance, and Drew articulates quite well a situation when this was happening for him. This just happened the other day. Someone was asking me, how do I really feel in the moment? And I, I couldn't lie. It, it, sometimes it's like opening a shoebox, and it's just empty. Like, what am I feeling right now? I have no idea. And it's not like, 
oh, I know what it is and I'm not going to tell you because I don't know what you're going to say. It's, I have no idea. To be honest about, you know, I could say this is great, but that's just finding the words that I think people want to hear. Sometimes it is just an empty shoebox sitting there and I look in, no shoes. There isn't even a tissue paper evidence that there were ever shoes in there. This is a highly tasking type and emotions get suppressed during the task. And when I'm off task, there's a space for emotions to arise. What about you, Sandra? What was one of your favorite episodes? You know, I love the one with Marae Holden, who's an attorney in New Orleans, our type six. And she really spoke uh, to the habits and patterns of what allows her to trust, where doubting mind comes in. Uh, she just did a great job articulating that. What's really interesting is for all of the preparing that I do, I've had an experience of myself many times in my life that I, I know that when the, when the thing happens, when the crisis hits, I can trust myself completely to handle what, what comes up. Even if that doesn't mean that I get the results I want, something terrible might happen, but like I'm a show up. I'll, I will be there and handle what needs to get handled. It's wonderful to me because, you know, as a type six, sixes struggle so much with trust. And sometimes we talk about trusting others, but of course, fundamentally, it's about trusting self. And Marae talks so beautifully about trusting herself and showing up. It's that moving forward in spite of or of uncertainty and having the courage and the trust to do that. I just love when she says that. Yes. And I think just a little later in that podcast, she made the comment, I have found that I'm the only fitting companion for me. Yes, yes. Another of my favorite episodes, Sandra, was when Brian Hayes was with us when we were in Winston-Salem, and he talked about the habits and patterns of type five, and he did it in such a, a beautiful and gentle way. He did it in such a gentle way, and I always think of fives having this mentality of scarcity, mm -hmm. and I call it scarcity. And when they're in scare city, that's when fear is pulling them back and walls come up. Right. And Brian discusses this. This idea that I'm somehow separate from everything else around me and everyone else around me, that I need to wall myself off, that's an illusion. I mean, I'm connected to everything around me. And I'm only blocking off energy sources whenever I draw in. I'm only shutting myself off from sources of life. When a five can become aware of the ways that when they pull back and they sort of, Brian talks about this, um, gathering up all the energy they need to go and be in the world, they've actually expended their energy in that gathering up. And he talks about that so beautifully. And in fact, if fives can just step into situations, they find they have the energy that they need and they're actually even able to receive the energy of others and the situation. It's really quite a counter instinctive move for each of the types. And Brian, in his articulation of the wall, and when that comes down, the energy actually nourishes rather than depletes him. That's the counter instinctive move. It is that fear that pulls fives back. And remember when uh, Joyce Holiday joined us from Asheville uh, and talked about the habits and patterns of type one. And in particular, she talked about these markers of awareness, like, and I love this episode where she describes this drive into Asheville and how that becomes a place of awareness for her. 
this is the, probably the best gauge that I have of how I'm doing, how well integrated I am. That is, I drive to Asheville a few times a week. And if on that drive, I notice the beauty of the sun and or the clouds or the trees or whatever beautiful thing happens to be there, I'm doing pretty well. If what I pay attention to and if what's you know going through my mind is, why did that guy, why is that guy in the left-hand lane driving 10 miles below the speed limit? Or why didn't that woman put on her signal to indicate that she was turning? Or how could that person possibly have that bumper sticker on their truck? Um, uh, it, that's where I feel it most of all. Such pearls of wisdom uh, that she offered in that episode, as did all of our guests. I've learned so much, and it's been delightful learning and staying curious about each of these nine types. We've studied the system a long time, what seems, and there's always something to learn because each of us manifests type in our own way. Absolutely. So it's not a pigeonholing or cookie cutter kind of system. It's about preferences and which ones come up with each of us. And that's why panels are so beautiful in teaching. In the narrative tradition. Yeah. So you get to see all the different ways a type five manifests these particular habits and patterns. Yeah. I love you use the word curious, Sandra. You know, we often invite our guests to enter this material with a curious mind and an open heart and a grounded body. And that's been a wonderful practice for me as a part of this podcast, as well as my own teaching, uh, inviting people to just settle in and be able to receive this material. And I love that we've been able to do this in our episodes. Yes, and to invite the little inner nine or seven or five or four within all of us, because quite frankly, we're more alike than different. Yes. But we're talking about nuances with this Enneagram system, and it, and they're important to know. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Sandra, you know, one of my favorite things um, actually didn't make an episode. It, it, it was on the cutting room floor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is a, a time when we were uh, recording uh, the ending that we do on each of our episodes. And, and if you've listened, uh, folks have listened to our podcast, they know how we end this. And uh I, this was one of the ones where I sort of struggled quite a bit, and I think both of us did, to get that out. Our laughter has been key uh, and has been something that's been bedrock in keeping us going, keeping conversations light and lively, and really enriching our own working relationship, Chris. It's very true, Sandra, and you'll hear the energy of that in this yeah, outtake. Yeah, here we go. As we go, um, I... Uh, what do I want to say? <laughs> With heartfelt gratitude, I'm Chris Copeland. And I'm Sandra Smith. And we invite you to continue. We invite you to continue. <laughs> I don't know what we say. Something about lovingly and courageously what is. Looking at. <laughs> Let's try that again. <laughs> and you actually, why don't you say heartfelt gratitude? And with heart growth. and with heartfelt gratitude i'm sandra and i'm chris and what we invite you to continue looking taking a long and (laughs) courageous and loving look at what is let's try it one more time with heartfelt gratitude i'm sandra and i'm chris 
And we invite you to continue to look at life. <laughs> we invite you to continue to look, take a loving and courageous and loving look at what is. Yes, you got it. That's okay. it. All right. God Almighty. That's amazing. You've never done I know. That. I like my brain. We I think later in the out. day. Yeah. yeah. All right. So here we go. With heartfelt gratitude, I'm Sandra. And I'm Chris. And we invite you to continue to love. <laughs> I'm doing that part. Oh, my God. You do it on this one. All right, so I'll start it. With heartfelt gratitude, I'm Chris. And I'm Sandra. And we invite you to take a courageous and loving look at what is. Every time I hear that, Sandra, it just makes me laugh. Well, Chris, I have saved that in a particular spot on my computer. And when I'm feeling low or in need of a laugh, that is an external resource for me. And it never <laughs> fails to shift my energy. It just I feel a sense of delight at both of us. You can just hear the interactions in, with us. And that is so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly. So I'm excited, uh, Sandra, that, you know, all that we've learned in this last over a year in making this podcast, um, that uh, we have, after much conversation, decided we're going to do another series. We are a series on relationship where we'll actually invite uh, two guests, two folks in a particular relationship be it an intimate relationship, working relationship, or family relationship. And we'll explore the dynamics of each of their Enneagram styles in the relationship. What's so great about this is we will be able to, the listeners and us, will be able to live that together. So you'll be watching the interaction of type happening on the podcast, or I suppose listening is a better way to say that. Yeah. And again, as these were uh, the first 22 we've done, these will be unscripted. So in the moment, we'll be working with some of the gifts and challenges of types in relationship. Yeah. So those, we will do 10 episodes and those episodes will come out in the fall of 2018. Great. I can't wait. Me too. As we end this series... I'm reminded of how often my heart was touched in each episode. Me too. And of course, and we, we have this as a resource page in our companion book, but this was, our goal was to deepen not only our understanding of the Enneagram, but our hope was that we would uh, create a space where hearts could open just a little more. Can we deepen our capacity to receive and give love? And that requires an open heart yes, and a grounded presence. And so, as you mentioned in the book, Sandra, we offer uh, different ways of talking about this open heart. Each of the nine types has a particular way that that open heart can be expressed. Yes. So to recap this for type one, it's the grace-filled heart that arises when ones are accepting of what is in the moment. Mm. And for type two, it's the receptive heart, this ability for the two to be able to receive from others. For type three, the authentic heart. No performance, no need to impress. My beingness is enough. And for fours, it's the grateful heart. It's no longer needing to notice what's missing or long for what's not there, but to be 
simply grateful for what is and for self. And then for Enneagram 5, it's the generous heart. There is more than enough. And so with generous heart, fives approach life with open hands and open heart. And for type 6, it's the courageous heart. It's that willingness and ability to step forward into uncertainty and trust self. And the quiet heart for type 7 is that place of present moment, which becomes a portal for true freedom for seven, the quiet heart. And the tender heart for type eight, as the eight relaxes the armor and allows that natural tenderness, gentleness to come forward and vulnerability. Yes. And for nine, the alive heart. Nine alive, claiming self and clear. These are all ways that the nine Enneagram types come to this place of open heart. And it's no accident we decided to call this podcast and our companion book Heart of the Enneagram because, as you say, Sandra, we want to come invite people into a place of open heart. And also we think of this work as right at the heart of what the Enneagram is. Thank you, Chris, for such a lovely time interviewing wonderful guests and laughing along the way. It has been a great treat and delight. Thank you, Sandra, for being on this journey with me. Yeah. So with heartfelt gratitude, I'm Sandra. And I'm Chris. And we invite you to continue to take a courageous and loving look at what is. We want to thank all who've made this podcast a reality, including Wake Forest University School of Divinity, for their financial and institutional support. For Sally Ann Morris, who composed our theme music, and for Toby Becker, who provided graphic design. Thanks to Eric Merle for his editing expertise, to Tom and Lynn Berner, who provided recording space, and to the narrative Enneagram and our mentors, Helen Palmer and Dr. David Daniels, its founders. And special thanks to all of our guests. We offer this podcast as a free resource for personal and spiritual growth. And in order to continue this work, we need your support. Please visit our website, heartoftheenneagram.com, to make a contribution and to purchase our companion book. In the days that lie ahead, may your mind be curious, your heart courageous, and your presence compassionate.